This episode of the Mike and Rob podcast is brought to you by The Moon. The Moon! Coming to you live from Rob's living room, it's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mike and Rob podcast. Hi Rob. Hi Mike. Hi Rob. Hi Mike. Hey, what's up? Hey, hi. Hey. What's just, up? He's yeah, just chilling. Hi. That was an episode of Just Chilling. <laughs> and this is episode number 15. 15. But yeah. How do you feel knowing that you are uh, in the 15 timers club, Rob? 15 times. Have we been pretty diligent? What do we miss? Like maybe I think we one missed week? one week. That's pretty good. Yeah, well. Still going strong. Four months now. Yeah, I guess that we started on uh, Brad's birthday. Yeah. On March 4th. Yeah. I'd just like to say happy birthday again to Brad, even Brad, though he's not listening. Happy birthday. Yeah. Brad. Brad's a special guy. I hope we but can get him But that would on only be three months, wouldn't it? April, May, June. Yeah. Three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Or so. And then uh, well, we're almo- it's we're almost, almost done with June. So, yeah. The dads and the grads are going to have to go sayonara, suck it. Dads, dads and, and grads. grads. So June is out of here. Dads and grads. Get out of here, June. Just time for your dad to get drunk at your graduation. Did you ever hear anybody say goodbye to a month before? No. Now I have. Yes, once. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Sorry, today totally we have. Yeah, you did. You you really are behind on your Simpsons I am. I'm, I'm out of touch you? with the Simpsons. I just. I, I was so deep into it for so long. Well, like the first I kinda 10 just, years. I kind of just needed to get out, you know? Well, I think I'm going to test your uh, your knowledge here. What? Yeah, no. Gonna, yeah. Well, we had planned on maybe doing it to me, but I'm going to... These can't be that hard. These are probably stupid internet questions like, what's the name of Lisa's brother? And stupid <laughs> crap like that. Which one of Bard's friends loves Lisa? Okay. Who said... All the bands are just ripping off Judas Priest. Whoa. Um, All these bands are just ripping off Judas Priest. Otto? Otto is correct, I believe. What was the context for that? Do you remember? Was it Hullabalooza? No, he was at a, a record store. And you know how record stores used to have, you could put on headphones and yeah. listen to music? Uh-huh. So he goes, man, all these bands are just ripping off Judas Priest. And then he would take off his headphones, and he's wearing his own earphones underneath. <laughs> and it, you, you hear it as he walks by going, living after midnight. <laughs> That's and awesome. he just didn't notice. What kind of tape did Chief Wiggum claim was cheaper than blank tape? Oh, um, was it Hootie and the Blowfish? It was Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Uh, which of these shows was on the Simpsons spin-off showcase? Oh, I'll, I'll get this one. If I tell them to you, name name a show that was on the Simpsons spin-off showcase. Uh, the Grandpa. He's the love matic grandpa. Yeah, that's a good one. He'll oh wait. Fill our hearts with love. Okay, and what else? Um, because uh, it lists three and then says all of the above, but it's not all of the above. Hmm. The spin-off showcase. I don't know. That's the there was only an one action. That's... There was an action drama that took place in the Everglades. Oh yeah, 
something private eye. Chief Wiggum PI. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was Mo for some reason. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, who said, so this is what it feels like when doves cry? No, that was a Millhouse line. Definitely. Never miss a Millhouse line. <laughs> what is police? It's police? so thick. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, what is Chief Wiggum's first name? Uh, Clancy. Clancy. <laughs> Hoppin' fresh? <laughs> uh, what type of animal is Homer's spirit guide? A wolf, wasn't it? Not a wolf. No, the tortoise. Nope. The Tur- tortoise led the way in that episode. Uh, Coyote? Yes, voiced by? Uh, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Can you rearrange the letters in Jeremy Irons' name to make a characteristic of him? <laughs> do you remember that one? Yeah, I can. Can you do remember. it with Alec Guinness? I don't remember the genuine uh, class. Genuine. Okay, Lisa, now you do it with let's say Jeremy Irons, and she goes, "Jeremy's iron." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was? Oh, it was voiced by um, uh, what's his name, the Man in Black. Was Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash did the voice of the coyote. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I don't remember. Oh, it's a good episode. I mean, I remember the episode. What was Homer Simpson's campaign slogan when he applied for sanitation commissioners? Can't someone else do it? I think that's true, and they have can't somebody else do it, but I think it's someone. Yeah, I don't know. They got it wrong on this website. It could be somebody. And what was the musical guest star on that episode? Aerosmith. No. You too. Yes. You really thought it was Aerosmith? Well, they were on one of the episodes. Yes, which a very important episode. Which one was it? Uh, the one with the Flaming Mo. The Flaming Mo episode. Thank you. What is the name of Homer Simpson's bowling team? Was it the Ballers, the Ball Boys, the Pin Pals? Pin Pals. Or the Holy pin Rollers? Pals. It was Pin Pals. They misspelled Rollers. Pin Pals. Pin Pals is correct. And how many questions are there here? Uh, what is three hundred and forty? What said. is Doctor Nick's last name? Doctor Nick Riviera. Well, if it isn't my old friend Mister McGreg, <laughs> with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Did you go to Hollywood <laughs> upstairs medical college too? Uh, why did NASA hire a quote average man to go into space? I don't was remember. it an astronaut was very sick? A suggestion from Bart. Low TV ratings on shuttle launches or t- yeah, none of the above. Low TV ratings. That is correct. I hate reading you the options. That's cheating. It's too easy. Who said, point. bake them away, toys? Well, that was Wiggum. Of course. What's that, Chief? I just do what the boy said. <laughs> what type of guitar does Poochie play? That's weird. Electric guitar? <laughs> I think it's a flying V. Yeah. All right. Good enough. That's okay. not like a trivia question at all. That's how, what does your knowledge of The Simpsons have to do with your knowledge of different types of guitars? That's stupid. What is Principal Skinner's mother's first name? Is it Matilda, Martha, Agnes, or Joanne? Agnes. Come on, dude. Damn, this just goes on and on. <laughs> There's 340 of them, it said. Where did it say that? At the very beginning, before you started it. Okay, you got to ask me some then. Okay. Bring it. I ain't even going to look. When Homer and Marge went to parent-teacher, what did Bart take from Grandpa? His teeth? Yes, dentures. Dentures, okay. And wore them as he 
bit on. I don't know how he bit onto the ceiling fan and then turned it on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bring it. What body part determined Jebediah Springfield was a pirate? His uh, tongue. He had a more specifically. Um, it wasn't. It was a metal tongue of some sort. Oh come on. Uh. Iron tongue. Really? Silver tongue. Yeah, you silver tongue devil. Right, got it. Oh, well, I know the full name of Jedediah Springfield, too. Jedediah, Abadiah. Jedediah, Obadiah, Zachariah, Jebediah, Obadiah, Zachariah, Jedediah Springfield. Good one. Boom. Well, if you know that, what's Reverend Lovejoy's first name? Reverend Timothy Lovejoy. Good one. I wouldn't have got that. I had to think about that one for a minute. Hank Scorpio killed what secret agent? James Bunt. Close. It says Bont. Bont. I, yeah, maybe it's just how I heard it, but yeah. it's No, Mr. Bunt, I expect you to die. <laughs> who is the criminal who constantly robs the Quickie Mart? Snake, a.k.a. Jailbird. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Premium! <laughs> Whom do the stonecutters claim to make a star? Steve Gutenberg. Yep. They also hold back the electric car. That's right. <laughs> they sure do. In rhyme, in rhyming fashion with making Steve Gutenberg a star. What was the name of the carny that locked Homer out of his oh, house? It was voiced by uh, the guy who played... Uh, That's not know. the question. I know, I know. Oh, dude. I don't even. I mean, I got the options up in front. Okay, of me give me the options because exactly I'll sure. definitely know it from that. Cletus. Nope. Roscoe. Mm. Merle. Or Cooter. Cooter. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. All right, I'll do a couple more. A couple more because we haven't who, gotten one wrong yet. Who drove the pool mobile? Otto. And he slammed on the brakes and it all like came sloshing into the car. When Sideshow Luke Perry was shot out of a cannon, where did he finally land? He landed in a brick wall, right? That's not... A, oh, oh, a, in the pillow factory. Yeah. Like he went over a bunch of... No, he went over the pillow factory? No. No. He landed in the pillow factory, but then they blew it up. Right. <laughs> Sideshow Luke Perry. It's his... All right, well, last one. All right. When Krusty faked his death, what was his fake identity? Oh, I know this one. Um, Bellows. Rory B. Bellows. Well, they didn't have, They didn't even have the B in there. Just Rory it's Bellows. It's Rory B. Bellows. Cowabunga. Boom. I don't fuck around when it comes to Simpsons trivia. Where did the Simpsons find their dog at the dog track? I could just blast right through these if these went faster. What's the name of the pool and the Simpsons bot? It was called the Tinkler. I mean, I could do this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the name of the tiger that owned by the two circus guys? Anastasia. Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's enough of that crap. Uh, so it's now been seven years since when we were living in... Uh, well, according to this picture, Yosemite, but... Right. In no, we San Diego. Living, yeah, we were living in San Diego at the Arenda House. Arendo House. Arendo, yeah. Arenda House would have been sweet. <laughs> yeah. Orinda, not not yeah. Arendo. Yeah. Um, and we decided, or I decided, I need to make a friggin' 
short film, and you. When went, are you gonna decide that again? And, uh, I'm working on it, but it's gonna be uh-huh. longer than this. And we just went, or you know, I was like, I want to make a short film, and you went, yeah. So we went out, and I went, let's th-, like I think I either I had the idea or you had the idea. I think maybe I had the the basic idea. It was all your idea. But I then, helped you out write well, a few of the lines, but here's what we did: was we went out and got some cheesesteak sandwiches at some place you liked. Yeah, the Gaglioni Brothers. Boom, they're good, but over the years they got like less and less meat in them. Assholes. It's like they started serving it on a baguette. Yeah, with like a strip of meat in there. Yeah, they're like, and then they're like, we don't that'll re- be fourteen dollars, please. This is your cheesesteak sandwich? Well, it's more of a bread sandwich, and we put a little bit of cheesesteak in it. It's there. got essence of steak <laughs> in it. So over a couple cheesesteaks, we came up with the whole story for this film that came to be called Film. This little short five-minute video yeah. we made called Buddies. And um, what was your recollection, recollection of how this whole thing went down? Uh, I remember you coming to me in the Arendo house with the, the vague outline of the script. And us trying to come up with the, you know, funny things to retort with. Right. Or, and weapons to use. And well, it was it was basically those, like a really like it was a very Looney Tune style sketch. type of a skit. Yeah. yeah, it was like a sketch and something you might see on Saturday Night Live or something is kind of how I thought of it. I, if we were yeah. really lucky, <laughs> I would think more like Looney Tunes. Like I could definitely right. see like my character being Bugs Bunny and your character being Daffy Duck. You're this. Despicable. Can't even do it. You're <laughs> despicable. This means war. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can do a Bugs Bunny. Yeah, just choose Meh. some carrots. <laughs> What's up, Dak? Yeah, um, terrible, so like the I whole thought. idea was that these two characters are good buddies, and they go for a hike. And uh, that's when my character decides to reveal to your character that I've actually brought you up on this mountaintop to kill you. Yeah. And you're pretty stunning revelation. Surprised, but not totally surprised. In fact, you've known about it all along. So um, you guys can find this if you do a a YouTube search, maybe even just a Google search for the words buddies and then separate it with a comma for the next item. And my name, Mike Wood, maybe even works with Rob Florence, but I don't know because I've never tried. But uh, look for this buddies video. It's, uh, and if you find the I'm one kind that of says, upset that you've never tried to look for it using my name, we'll try it right now. And I bet it'll go. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. What? Rob Florence. It's not Florence like the city people. Ants. It actually finds the old one. Oh, OK. And it, and it tries to correct your name to this. The city of Florence. Yeah. Why did what, so what does it do that? Don't look for Rob's. Why name. does it think it knows better than me? Oh, I'm not going to start it yet. But um, so it, what you want to find is not the one that's just titled Buddies, but one that says Buddies, and then in parentheses, five year anniversary special edition. Should have called it Criterion Collection. <laughs> well, that would be infringing on a number of copyrights, I'm sure. Well, you could have spelled it wrong. I mean, Criterion, Jesus. The crap, Crapterion Collection. <laughs> oh. Uh, so you showed us. Oh yeah, gotcha. So uh, the reason we. I made this is because we put out buddies in 2006. It was the first year that YouTube existed. Yeah. And, uh, and I was, I shot it all on digital, uh, tape. It was, um, standard definition. 
I didn't find out that YouTube existed until about seven years after that. <laughs> like today? Uh, it was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. So um, <clears throat> what what's kind of cool is that with the advent of, uh, you know, ongoing technology advances and things like that, I was able to kind of upgrade the quality of this video slightly enough to make it uh, look better. So find the five-year anniversary special edition. It's the way <laughs> it was meant to be seen. <laughs> I added a lot more special effects to it. We've got some uh, AT-AT walkers that weren't in the original, but yes. we always intended them to be there. Yes, and the Millennium Falcon looks a million times better. <laughs> one million. Exactly. Uh, one twelve no, parsecs better. What I did was I upgraded the resolution so it didn't look so shitty from the, the original. Um, the original export I did was a much smaller file so it could be uploaded, but now you can upload whatever you want. And, See. And so... I made it a uh, higher resolution. I did a little color correction. I did some sound work on it and just cleaned it up. That's all I did. So we'll do a quick commentary on it here and uh, feel free to go find it and watch along. Okay, here we go. You ready, Rob? And starting three well, seconds in. No, we, we'll go back to the beginning here. <laughs> oh, okay. And clicking play now. This is a shot of El that Capitan. El Capitan. Oh, I was much thinner. Yeah, check out that view, man. Not bad, huh? I wasn't. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> no, you're in great shape, but I've gained weight. We both have. Let's get real. Eh, if you say so. And there's a view. Ooh, that of, was an uh, evil look. Why are you glowering at me? Do you remember the story of well, how we I came up with glowering? I just remember you being pretty insistent about me using that word. Because we we were and watching, emphasizing it. We were watching some show during the making of this about. Haunted oh, houses and sounds like I felt funny. something glowering at me in the corner. We were so laughing at the word glowering for <laughs> what they were talking about. Now. Since we met, actually. You're quite really? cavalier in this scene. Since, I, I really wish I had done this better. Yes, but, uh, we'll have to do a remake is, someday. I switched out your gun. But he's two. Yeah. Aha! We're we both in wheelchairs. <laughs> no, we've recovered. Just like Bugs Bunny. Could one of us be like a head in a jar? <laughs> no, it's got to be like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. They're fine. I came up with some dialogue right there. I like that. I, like, I have the most menacing line and you just laugh and go, oh, you're so predictable. Like, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I also put that shot in black and white with a haze on it. We had to switch out the gun I'm using in the worry, scene for a close-up where I actually had a squirt gun. Yeah. My plan, so Lots I've of special effects here. A That'll trick. Go ahead, use your knife. These jokes work so well on like eight-year-olds. They think yeah. it's hilarious. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like I said, it's very Looney Tunes. With this. Spring -loaded. Now we plotted each one of these things and laughed have. about it, and then I had to go figure out how to make them happen yeah. practically. Road flares. Ah, that was wax. actual road flares. Uh, the handle. Sound effects fire by my friend Aaron. Domesticated fire ants. Domesticated ah. fire ants might be everybody's <laughs> favorite. <laughs> and my hologram. most proud special effect. I wish there I had been like a hologram. <laughs> Dixon Ticonderoga? Uh, yeah. Graphite. Which is scientifically accurate. Right, if I, can't do this with any creativity, I like how I have my pencils tucked in like a... Oh, I remember the pencil one. I was, you were like lead poisoning. I'm like, it, when we were just talking yeah. about it, I was like, You're you like, can't even get work. lead poisoning because they're made out of graphite. Perfect. And then this was the most inspired thing was 
the rope. I that. That's why I brought with me an expert not on tire. And I love well, Chad Chadwick is the I best expert the guy not on tire. No slash guy who has no idea how to untie Whoa. knots. And I sped up my slipping off so it looks like I'm being pulled faster. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I'm just going to use your body to cushion my fall. I know. That's why I fill my pockets full of car keys. Whoa, you bastard. Screw you. Chadwick's acting there is phenomenal. <laughs> and the cigarette falling out of his mouth, like Ray and Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. If only it could have hung on his lip. It for, did for just a second. For like it does a half hang, a second, yeah, yeah, it does for just a second, but... And here's all the outtakes, which was fun. By Ralph Lauren. Can you hear me directing there? By Ralph. You got top billing. I saw that. Because <laughs> it's alphabetical. Right. Oh, dude. You know that that bush over there was I that was really stupid. I mean, you wouldn't really It's me improv said that, would you? And you following along, Mr. Yes and. No. Cuz I was going to have you look it over there while I went like There's Chadwick. Is that good? That worked. Let me get out of here. My buddy Aaron who's on camera. And Jeff gets the best cameo in the credits here. Looks like a monkey. <laughs> Space monkey. <laughs> and Chadwick again, because he was helping out a lot. And then my friend Aaron did the sound effects. Like, I borrowed some equipment from my friend Patrick, and really funny, uh, Rob Grijalva gave us something. Yeah. He wrote me out to the ball game on the... Uh, Classic Chadwick. It's kind, of, it's kind of a play on words. All right, cut. It was a fun. It's good totally. for a good little well, project. Here, shot on on location, Gorilla Baby, Saturday, March seventh, two thousand seven. Okay. So all in one day, what happened is we shot it. We um, well, we you know we wrote it pre did pre production. I went out and found all the props and everything, and uh, I even bought a chainsaw, and then returned it the next day after we were done using it. Oh really? Yeah. So I paid nothing for that. Oh good. And then um. I'm starting to think maybe you were a big sucker, just out <laughs> buying chainsaws left and right. Like a fool. Yeah. Uh, no, I went out and bought it, and then I brought did it you, back. Did you return it to Nordstrom's? No, no. I, I, because like you a, probably could have. Yeah, I've done that. I've done the return stuff to Nordstrom's. Have you really? I've had clothes that I kept for like five years. That's dishonest. No, no, no. It wasn't. I had actually bought it there. Oh. But and I had a receipt and everything, and I just didn't like the clothes. You kept the receipt for five years. It was in a big bag. It was I was like $300 worth of clothes. And I returned it all. Because I was like, I wore this like twice and it's already like fraying right here. And they're like, all right, here you go. Yeah, they're pretty awesome yeah. about that shit. They're, well, they did go like, uh, what's wrong with it? And not and not like we just need to write a reason. It was like, are you serious? You can't return this this much later. What is there something wrong with it? I'm like, yeah, there's a hole right here in this. And the shirt is kind of frayed a little bit right here. And they're like. Yeah, okay, good enough. So <laughs> they took it. It's um, like if you go to SeaWorld and you just go up to the churro and guy. You, you want to return your uh, dolphin? No, you don't return oh. anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, you talk You just about go them. up to a churro guy and tell him a seagull stole your churro and they have to give you a new one. <laughs> they just give one to you. I can see they don't coming, ask questions. Coming back like 20 times in a row. Seagull. <laughs> They're just like, fuck you. Did you ever see that Alfred Hitchcock movie? Oh. It's kind of like that. It's exactly like that. Because what they'll, I've actually seen it happen. Like what they'll do is they'll like swoop fly down. and they'll hover over people holding churros in their hands and they will swoop down and snatch it right out of people's hands. 
That's They're crafty little fuckers. Dag nabbit, those yeah. little punks. Well, those flightful fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's how to get your churros, people. Um, so that was a fun little walk down memory lane, but uh, that was a long time ago. We both that we long both, ago. I don't know, seven years feels like. There's a long been a time. lot of things that happened a way longer time ago than that. I know. Yeah, like the moon landing and the. Well, I just meant that involved building us. of the building of the pyramids and oh us. Well, yeah, we we're did coming up things. on our 20 year anniversary. Just so you know. And what are you getting me? I don't know. What are you getting me? I wait. I thought we were agreed we weren't going to exchange <laughs> gifts this year. You said like, you weren't going to get me anything, and I didn't have to get you anything. Yeah, I guess I'll 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 consider that still happening. Um, Ooh, it just got creepy in here. Yeah, you know what was awesome was I was down here. It, it was really windy the other night. Uh huh. And that noise was happening like crazy, and I'm down here reading The Shining, <laughs> like two in the morning. It was the awesome. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the sequel. I've, I'm I'm trying to finish up The Shining. I haven't I've, so different from the movie. Well, I I was reading the. Um, I posted this on Facebook actually that the uh, the the bar scene when he goes in to, and talks to Lloyd, yeah, the bartender, uh-huh. um, picked a ton of dialogue straight from that that scene in the book. Oh yeah. Um, hang on, I'll actually read you my because that's I, like one of the very very few instances, maybe the only one I can even think of where the movie was better than the book. It's different. So I wrote I wrote this on Facebook and and I put the uh, the bar scene video in there for people to watch it. But I said I'm reading Stephen King's The Shining, and it can sometimes be hard not to think of Stanley Kubrick's film during certain scenes. Perhaps the most direct scene from the book is the one in which one in the bar uh, with what appears to be a ghostly bartender, but in the book is described just as Jack Torrance's imagination, or is it? Because you don't really know, and it's kind right. of it's kind of vague in the book that it could be a ghost, it could be his imagination. His imagination could be bringing out the ghosts. The ghost could be messing with his imagination. You don't really know. Uh, much of the dialogue from the opening of Jack's monologue is pulled straight from the scene in the book. But then he starts to talk about the time he accidentally hurt his son. He broke his arm like three years prior. Right. Uh, this dialogue is not in the scene in the book, but is expressed as thoughts that he has a little bit later on after that scene. And it's, I thought that was an interesting lesson in book-to-screen adaptation. Um, but then I also kind of wonder how much Mr. Kubrick let his great this great actor ad-lib the dialogue because the camera just pretty much stays on him the entire time with only a couple quick cutaways to Lloyd the bartender, who's pretty much just standing there going, uh-huh. Smiling creepily. Creepily. Uh, Jack Nicholson's performance as Jack Torrance in the film is, of course, unforgettable. But he's not exactly the character one imagines when you're reading the book. As any big Stephen King and or Stanley Kubrick fan, they have the same initials. Whoa. As any fan of those people knows would know, uh, great liberties were taken with the source material for the film, and even Mr. King himself was disappointed in the finished product. But I think that this scene, more than probably any other in the film, represent, represents the creepy mood of the entire novel. Uh, I'm trying to finish reading this one soon so I can get to the recently penned sequel, Dr. Sleep, about grown-up Danny Torrance. Anyway, oh, you know what? While we're here, let's just enjoy the scene. I could cut this if I want, but... Yeah. It's a quick scene. It's only four minutes, and we don't even need to see the whole thing. I just love the way this is lit. The bar underneath him is kind of lighting him. The bar is lit. Hi, Lloyd. Hi, Lloyd. 
He instantly knows his name. A little slow tonight, isn't it? Well, it's supposed to be like his usual bartender. <laughs> mm. Yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What will it be? I'm awfully glad you asked me that, Lloyd. Because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right That's here straight out of the book. Yeah? Yeah. I was afraid they were going to be there next April. Till next April. All that. So here's what. Here's what. That's slip me a bottle of bourbon. But it's not glass, a bottle of bourbon in a glass. Ice. He asks for 20 you know martinis, one for every month of his sobriety, busy, are you? and one to grow on. <laughs> and he starts knocking back martinis in the book. Good man. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. One by one. It's funny because when I'm reading that in the book and it says one by one, I hear him go, one by one in my, in my head. And he checks his wallet. And he's a little light. Say, Lloyd, it seems I'm temporarily light. Is that the same in the book? How's my credit in this? Yeah, joint? how's my credit in this joint? Oh, your, your credit's fine, fine sir. Totally and it says, um, Lloyd informs swell. him that it's fine. I like you, Lloyd. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why they I kept his dialogue you. minimal. You were always the best of them. You were always the best of them. Best this is all in the book. Goddamn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland. But Maine. it's not Timbuktu. Or Portland, Oregon, for that matter. It's at some other foreign city. So. Uh, weird, but... And I think that's where the dialogue stops. In the book. Hair the dog that bit me, Lord. I never laid a hand on it. This stuff's not in the book, but it's like in his head in the book. I wouldn't touch one hair on his And it was just cool to see how they, they adapted. Well, he's thinking about this, but you can't show people thinking certain particular <laughs> thoughts in a movie. So let's just right. put it in the dialogue. I'd do anything for him. And he kind of is just thinking Any out loud. Thing. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. Yes, sir. Do you want another drink, sir? Got Lloyd being all creepy there. Bitch. As long as I live, she'll never it's let me. It's all out of sync right now. Happened. Okay. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Fantastic movie. Still probably like one of the scariest movies. It's a great freeze frame right there. <laughs> yes, it was. Um. Yeah, it's it's just got this mood to it that's freaking crazy. I just love how slow paced it is. Like even the dialogue in the very beginning when they're driving in the car. Well, there's that music, but they're talking. They're talking about like the Donner Party and stuff. Yeah, there's like, talk about the Donner Party in the book too. Yeah, and he's like, "See, honey, he learned about it in school." <laughs> and like nobody's dialogue is on top of the other person's. There's nope. like a good two to three second pause. Between anything anyone says. Yeah, they're not talking on top and of each other. And it just like really just pulls the tension out of like everything. That's pretty creepy. It was. It, it just, makes it, it creepy. It's such a great movie. And then all those sheets. You look at all those sheets that say, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Right, right, right. Dude, there was like 250 somebody, pieces of paper. Somebody typed them out. Yeah, and it, it, uh, from no, what no I heard, word processors. from what I heard, Kubrick told like the people who put that together, like I want her to just be able to go to any page in that stack, really? and there's something in there that's just that line over and over and over. Right, again. but it doesn't the unif it doesn't have to be uniform. Right, sometimes it was paragraphs. And yeah, there was like a pattern to it or something. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Um, I need to watch it again soon, but I, I usually watch that around Halloween time because it's just 
fits yeah. Halloween mood time to me. I mean, so, even that weird scene in the end where she's just like running around with like a, a Shelly Duvall with her head cut off. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat, bat, bat. No, just in the end when it's just her, like she's trying to find Danny, but right, Danny's she's running like and she's got and she's got a knife in her hand and she's just like all cracked out, running around in the house. Duvall. And she just like turns a corner and looks and sees like a guy in a bear costume like blowing some other dude. Yep. And it's like the creepiest, scariest thing ever. And you're just like when you really just pull that out of context, you're like, that was fucking just that was just weird. Yeah. Really you just threw that in there. For no reason. Well, it's in the book, I think. They talk about the Yeah, it's supposed to it's supposed and... to just show like the hotel is coming alive and like right. you know, things are starting to happen outside of what Danny and Jack can see. And it's it, the book talks about it being like not necessarily ghosts, but just um a reverberation of good things and bad things. Just the energy is still there yeah. from those things. And they can for someone with the shining like Danny has Mm-hmm. I can't wait to read Doctor Sleep. I hope it's connected to it. I need to read it. I, I hear it's just it's it about up. like vampires and shit. What? Yeah, psychic vampires. It's still oh, a kind of what? vampire. Psychic vampires. Yeah, you know how Stephen King likes to get. And he likes to connect it to all his different worlds and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see. Psychic vampires. Now I really don't <laughs> want to read it. Yes, I you really do. Don't no. Well, I'll just get the audio book. Uh, I mean, I'll read it, but Psychic Vampires? Come on, you know it's, it's going to be a good book once you're two chapters into it. Yeah, w- When was the last time you read a Stephen King book and went, this is stupid? Uh, there was one called Insomnia that I couldn't get through. Okay. It was just, like, way too slow. <laughs> Ironically, it put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So ask me what's going on with Star Wars Episode Seven. Hey, Mike. Yes, um, Rob? Just randomly, like, what's going on with Star Wars Seven? Uh, Han Solo busted his leg. I heard about that. Something oh, he did from the Millennium Falcon. Ironically, well, all I heard was that he got injured by something that fell from the Millennium Falcon on him, and he went to the hospital. Yes. So, from the, I, I'm just going with the rumors I've heard. I'm not reading anything directly here. Uh, turns out he broke his leg. Like, like full on broke it. Do we know what bone he broke? Like he didn't break like, his femur, did he? I, maybe put a put a crack in it or something. I don't know. Huh. So there's gonna be a lot of shots of Han Solo sitting down in this movie. Well, uh what I've also heard is that it's a pretty Han Solo centric movie. Really? Like, yeah, a lot of it has to do with him and his maybe his kids. I don't know. But huh. um they're That's like good. they're in a I'm bit happy of happy about right, that. It sounds like a good movie. I mean, not right? just because Han Solo is a great character, but like one he of the things that the, so. the, the Plinkett review kind of opened my eyes to about the the episodes one through three is just the use of lightsabers. Like, right, overdone. It was so about just like Jedi's and how mystical Jedi's, how awesome Jedi's are. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. So a bit like, of a Jedi jack off. Just to get one movie that's veers away from the Jedi's some would yeah. be a nice change of pace. Right, would a nice change of pace is kind of a nice idea in general for the Star Wars movies, but not too crazy. So we go, this doesn't even feel like a Star Wars movie. We want to still feel it. And who better to represent it feeling like a Star Wars movie than Han Solo, uh, Chewbacca. Well, I was going to say, um, Luke Skywalker and princess Leia. Like they're the three main people in this movie because he's broken his leg. He's out for six months. And my solution instantly was dude, do what they did with, um, uh, Captain America, the first half of that first movie, 
it's some other actor, and they digitally pasted uh, Chris Evans's face on him. Really? Yeah, that's how they did that. You didn't know that? I, why did they do that? Because he had to be the small guy. Oh, that. that I'm America. sorry, I'm thinking the sequel for some reason. <laughs> You're like, I was thinking of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> no, think about... I was thinking of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> when you said Captain America, I thought Steel Magnolias. Yeah. My mind just immediately went to Jessica Tandy. <laughs> like it does. Okay. So imagine mm-hmm. that first half of that movie when he's little. He's little Steve Rogers. Right. And it's it's another actor with a totally different body type. And so they should get someone who just looks like super, ripped. Super ripped. Who's the guy that plays All the mountain? Tan. The mountain yeah. in uh, Game of Thrones? And then just put Harrison Ford Harrison Ford's face on it. I want my family back. And he's just, just do doing HGH, Han growth hormone. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what part of the Millennium Falcon fell on him, but somebody pointed out the irony of we're all so excited that uh, we're we're not going to just be looking at green screen stuff. They actually built a set for this, <laughs> and the set took out the lead actor in this thing. Um, but I think they could do that. They could have an actor just like they had... Um, you know, David Prowse playing... I was just watching this thing, an old video on YouTube of David Prowse doing Darth Vader. And he's like, You're part of the Rebel... You're, you're a part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Go take her away. You know, and, he, and he's doing these in this <laughs> high-pitched voice. And he's doing it all in this high-pitched voice. And then you just... They had no idea what the voice was going to sound like when the movie came out. George kind of knew what he was looking for. I call him George because we're buddies, but um, shouldn't be. I know I'm, I don't call a, him very often because I'm kind of mad about jerk those prequels. But um, anyway, I I don't know why they wouldn't do that and just keep it going and film his face separately and paste it on there digitally. But uh, it might be that they push back filming six months, which could cost millions in Hollywood dollars. But in yeah. the long run, it's like. We want a good Star Wars movie. Yeah, so what would you rather have? Yeah, so uh, that's some a puny Han Solo with Harrison Ford's face painted on it. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here uh, to uh, patronize our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with a uh, yeah. famous celebrity interview. We have yeah. someone coming in after yeah. last week. We had Sylvester Stallone call us, and now so we actually awesome. have a. Super I can't believe amazing, he actually called. I can't believe he did it. Actually. He actually us. physically picked up the telephone and the talked to us. Sylvester Stallone from Hollywood. Of Hollywood fame. Yes. Rocky, Rambo, and Oscar. Yes. It was <laughs> not an imitation at all. Not even the slightest. Definitely him. You could tell by listening. Yes. To the voice. Clearly. So uh, we have someone uh, special coming into the studio here, but uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. Folks. This is Mike of the Mike and Rob podcast. Yes. And that's Rob of the Rob and Rob and Rob podcast. No, wait. <laughs> yes, I'm of the Rob and Rob and Rob podcast. That's Rob of the Mike and Rob podcast. Yes. And we're here to tell you about our very special sponsor today. Folks, have you ever gone outside? I have. You have? I have, I've many times. Have you gone I outside? I did it once today. You've gone outside in the daytime. Yes, I have. Have you ever gone outside in the nighttime? Scary. It can be. It can. It can be very scary. It can be adventurous and uh, thrilling, but it can also be terrifying. But sometimes there's this thing in the sky. 
Oh, what are you weird, talking about? There's this weird, like, heavenly orb. A heavenly orb, you say? Sometimes. You never know. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Hmm, I think I know what you're talking about. It's called the moon. The moon? The moon. And that is our sponsor for today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you have got to get yourself the moon. You have to get it. I mean, now, Rob and I like to endorse all sorts of great products on this show, um, but this is one that's very near and dear to our hearts because it's actually 240,000 miles away. Yes. It is the most distant product we've ever hawked. Yes. The moon, ladies and gentlemen, is made of uh, a lot of... Cheese. Cheese. No, sorry. Not that. Not that? You just changed your mind all of a sudden? Well, I thought I had it, but (laughs) I lost it. The moon is actually made of a lot of the same materials we find here on the crust of the Earth. It is. It is not made of the heavy metals that live in the center of our Earth, and that leads them to believe them being major awesome scientists of space that uh, it came from the Earth in a way. But Mike, how does that make me want to buy it? Well, because here's the thing. You could try to make your own moon at home. I have once. And how did that turn out? Very messy. You broke both your arms. And the dog died. And the dog died. And uh, so you don't want to do that. Don't try making your own moon out of earthen clay. You, what you want is 100% or pure... Or Legos. Well, those are nice, but it's just a, a imitation. Right. And it, it's right. just, a, you know, artist conception. But what you want is 100% pure, unadulterated, uncut, genuine moon. Or, as they say in Latin, Luna. Luna? Rob, you know the problems I've had with not having a moon. I do. You've had serious ass problems with not having a moon. And when sometimes you need to go out and like walk down a path in the dark and you're like, there's no reflected sunlight here at nighttime. There well, is none because the sun is gone. Well, it has disappeared into the netherworld somewhere, never to be seen again, potentially. Luckily, Possibly. every morning so far, it's come back. Right. So far. But you never know. But what happens if it doesn't come back? No what one do you knows. have? Well, that's why you got to get yourself the moon. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. this is a product that you cannot fail by owning. You cannot miss out on this opportunity. Oh, it is too good. Ladies and gentlemen, the moon is going to reflect sunlight to varying degrees, depending on uh, what night it is on the month of the lunar calendar. It reflects all kinds of light. This light, that light, up light, down light, red light, blue light, special. Yes. That's what it does. Absolutely. The more I say, ladies and gentlemen, the more serious I get. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a product that you you can't afford to pass up. Do not miss out on this opportunity. Why are you even thinking about letting this one pass you by? That's stupid. You know who gets no moon? Stupid people. So don't be stupid. Get the moon. Gotta jump on it. Call 1-800-I-LOVE-MOON. I love moon. That's right, Rob. I love lamp. <laughs> and that's how you can get uh, order it on over the phone. But this is the the information age. We live in an age of the information superhighway, Rob. The internet. That too. And you can buy your own moon by going to www.gimmethatgoddamnmoon.com. That's right. Gimmethatgoddamnmoon.com. Get yourself org. get yourself a six pack.
The Mike and Rob podcast. We are back, and we have a special uh, guest here with us. And uh, I don't know how to introduce this person, but Boy, uh, Rob, how, maybe how you do can, you? Maybe how do you introduce a person of such prowess? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Give him, uh, an, give him an introduction, Rob. Oh. Okay. So we do have this very special guest. You may have seen him in the most recent Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, we yes. have Bane on it, our show. Yes, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's thrilling to be here. So, okay, Bane, let me ask first question here. What did you think of the movie? Uh, many, I think it was a, a bit mismarketed. Uh, you know, many uh, believed it to be a cinematic Hollywood uh, r- fictional story. But uh, in actuality, it was marketed to me as a documentary about my life. It was supposed to be a documentary? Yeah, I thought it was a Batman movie. No. It was a story about me and how I took over a failing city. So you grew up in that hole then, right? No, no, no. You don't. You didn't see the movie. I, I, I went in and rescued somebody and uh, stayed there for many years thereafter. Oh, yeah, Rob, okay. didn't you see the movie? He, like, uh, yeah, I did. He's a mercenary. I, I thought he grew up in the The dirt. story is of no consequence. I now live in uh, Hollywood, and I'm visiting you here in the Bay Area because I oh. heard you have a podcast. What kind of... So you saw a pretty big windfall from that movie then. You must you must have a pretty sweet mansion somewhere. I know you got you must be totally loaded and just, I mean that movie made millions. I saw nothing from that film. No, you got nothing. So what? Where did your money come not from? Not a dime. I'm not interested in money. Only I don't know. What do you call it? Come up into something like that. I'm evil. What do you want? So just evil plots. You you kind of thrive on evil plots well it's more of uh putting certain people in their place power is more elusive and that for and therefore it is more valuable to me well they do say power is better than money powers well can't you buy some power no it's too easy it's too easy I that would, way you like a challenge i guess well, you rob a bank once in a while but it's to it's a means to an end so i guess that doesn't leave you much time for recreation Oh, plenty of time. You have to make time for yourself. So do you ever, like, get out on the golf course or anything? Oh, my handicap is is bigger than my, uh, uh, my torso! <laughs> That's pretty big? It's my game. It's not oh, very okay. What do you do for fun, then, Mr. Bane? I mean, wait, I'm confused, though. Are you, because there was, didn't Tom Hardy play Bane? Are you Tom I'm Hardy? I'm not Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy wishes he Bane. Was, I am Bane. You can call me Bane. I am the mercenary known as Bane. But I heard Tom Hardy spent some time with you to, like, bone up for the role, right? They, they handed him all the money, as far as I understand. I didn't sign the proper documents going into this project, you see. Did he do his impression of you while he was around you? I, I bet your henchman found that pretty funny. It was pretty good, I must say. <laughs> yes, but you, under, you must understand the Gotham's Reckoning was not a joke to me. It was not for entertainment. It was uh, a lifelong mission I'd been planning for many years. The Batman... He ruined a bunch of shit for me. Well, yeah, that and, you know, getting shot by the Batbike. 
I did not die. I am what really, I am. It looks while. like it really looked like you, you died. only saw me crumpled in a corner by the end of the film. But it was uh, merely a little bit painful, and then uh, I got up. I was fine. Yeah? You didn't have to go to the hospital or anything? Yeah. Did you, like, put Obama, an icy hot on it or Obama something? Obamacare is a blessing in disguise. You know, I must say, I'm not for that kind of crony capitalism, but uh came in handy when you get shot by a bat bike. It does have some firepower. That's a pretty interesting story there, Bane. Did, did, what was it like um, fighting the Batman? I mean, he's kind of... In the in the movie, I mean, you're telling me it's a documentary. Yes, it is a story of my life. Re, reworked and re-edited and put to a score by James Newton Howard. Cool. So you look well, like a you look like a pretty big guy, Bane. Like what do you what do you what's like a normal meal for you? Like what'd you eat for breakfast? I had a mighty grapefruit sprinkled with sugar. Mm. It was delicious. What do, you, right. what do you I mean just grapefruit? You seem yeah, like, you, look you, like got, you need some protein. You seem like a guy that would have a little extra on the breakfast table, you know, a little some extra meat and potatoes kind of guy. I had a smoothie, a couple of raw eggs, uh, but I don't like to get them from the dairy section, you see. I just squeeze a chicken over my head and uh, eat whatever comes out. <laughs> That's disgusting, Mr. Bain. Are you telling me you find me repulsive? I mean, a little bit, but not... Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, what if poop comes out? Uh, it makes no difference to the Great Bane. You see, I I have coursing through my veins, which you might be familiar with in my other incarnations, but not in the, uh, the film documentary, a special kind of super serum I call Venom. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I was aware of that. It makes him, like, all strong and stuff. That is correct, yes. Super strong. So when I eat chicken poop, it is of no consequence to me. Wow. That's that's kind of gross. Why are you... Um, I mean, we're happy to have you here, Mr. Yes, Bay. Yes. But, um, like, are you here to... Yeah, are you plugging anything? anything? Uh, I was just hoping uh, to get the word out about my band. Oh, you started a band? What kind of music? Oh, it's uh, death metal, of course. There's nothing oh, more yeah. appropriate for a masked madman, vigilante uh, badass like myself. So is is this a follow-up to your exercise video that you came out with? You see, the exercise video uh, was a bit of a failure, for no one seemed to inform me that VHS sales had plummeted. In the uh, third quarter of 1999. What was the name of the video again? The name of the video was Sweatin' to the Reckoning. It was it was inspirational for many, you see. I can imagine. I, yeah. mean, you, I mean, exercise and participate in a reckoning. I, I mean, took a hint from my good friend, uh, what's his name, that did uh, his own uh, Sweatin' videos. Uh, the, the little uh, fruity guy. I shouldn't say that. It's politically incorrect. Yeah. You shouldn't don't use those yeah, words, but I think you're talking that. about Richard yeah. Simmons. Richard Simmons. He used the best music, you see. But uh, we could not obtain the copyrights to all of those classic oldies. Yeah. So yeah. I just sang them on the soundtrack And myself. that's how your band came around. 
Well, you see, it was inspired by that, but we do heavy metal versions of uh, Nat King Cole songs. and uh, Heavy metal versions of Nat King Cole? Well, you know, the oldies, sound? Do you the have a oldies clip? never go away. No, I'm afraid I did not bring one with me. Did you want one? Well, maybe next time. Oh, it would be quite painful for you to hear it, for you, for you to hear it, because it is so loud. Okay, so what's the name of your band? Of course, it's The Reckoning. Everything is The Reckoning. Oh, I guess. I mean, you gotta have a It's a word right? I've become quite fond of. Apparently. So, Mr. Bain, or Bain, sir, Bain. like, do you have a last name? Yeah. Dickinson. Bain Dickinson? That is my name, and nobody ever bothered to ask before. Well, you know, Bane's a cool name. But yes, Dickinson... that's, that's kind of why I've stuck with that one all this time, and uh, you're the first person to ever inquire about my name. And Dickinson's kind of like a, you know, incestual pedophilia name. Kind of weird. But Bane's cool. What makes you say that? No, William? no, nothing. Uh, sorry. No, forget it's I said the, anything. It's uh, the last name of the lead singer of Britain's Amazing Iron Maiden. Oh. Oh, yeah, Bruce Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're getting weird, like, with a definition of the name itself, breaking it into three different words. Well, yeah. You're gross. Yes, you're a disgusting human being, and you deserve to be burnt alive with your city. Wait, you think I'm disgusting? Oh, I think you're hideous, but uh, I'm not the one judging people by their outward appearance. Yeah, maybe I should get one of those things over my mouth, huh? It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. It would Except be if you took it off. For you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing you say, isn't it, Mr. Bain? Oh, Mr. Dickinson, it makes no never mind. Makes so no you, never mind? You heard me. What are you, Mark Twain? Leave me alone. Why are you all picking on me? This is a terrible all right, burden. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's, we're, getting, uh, we're getting off track here. I come here to promote my music. Well, all right. I'm sorry. We, we can try to make things right, but we're, we're going to have to wrap this up pretty soon. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your band or where yeah, you're playing just, or anything? you know, keep an eye out. <laughs> okay. I guess just... that's great. Well, thanks for joining us, Bane. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna to someplace near you. Playing sometime. at Seven uh, Eleven near you. Playing at a county <laughs> fair soon. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Bane, for stopping by. Thank you, Bane. No problem. See you later. All right, that's cool. Bane. Bane, that was interesting. Like, how did I thought he'd even be. I thought them? he'd be a lot scarier. He he just kind of talks a big he's game. Like just a normal guy. I mean, he's got that whole evil plot thing going. And I don't know that I buy he's it. So into the reckoning. It's his favorite word, I think. I don't. I don't know that I buy that he's really as evil as he wants us to think he is. But eh, you know, I don't know. They that made him nice. pretty evil in the Are movie. Are you guys still talking about me? No, no. Uh, we're talking no, about a different Bane. Oh my God, he's still listening. Totally different All Bane. Right, well, then I'm leaving. I thought he left. I thought he was gone already. Sheila, can you make sure we escort Mr. Bane out of the... Thanks, Sheila. No, he's harmless, I promise. Thanks, Sheila. Yeah, just... That's all right. Let him have as many jelly beans as he wants. It's, it's, it's not fine. The, not, not the Twix bars, though. Leave those. Oh, no. Don't let him have the Twix bars. God, he's taking all the Twix bars. Oh, dick. Thanks for the Twix. Fucker. Oh, he's not coming back. I'm glad they shot him with that bad bike. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's just stop. Anyway, yeah. You might be listening to this, and I don't want to hear that. But um, I, th- I got one last thing I want to talk about, Rob, and this may be weird, but I heard you had um, an interesting operation this uh, this weekend. Well, I'm kind of indecisive about things. I've noticed. So, um, you know, I got a sex change operation this weekend. Yeah, that's what I heard. And what's really odd is that I can't really tell. Well, because I had a sex change back. So I went so you to went, a woman. You had a, you had a and then male to female of, to male yeah, sex change? I, I really Was this like, two procedures? I got the procedure done why? kind of on a whim. Yeah, why? I don't know. I just woke up on like Friday and yeah. the whole day was bugging me. Like I really feel like a woman in a man's body. So just out of the blue. So Saturday I had the, the, the operation done. And you changed your name too for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I went as Rowena. Now that's weird. I wouldn't think you, I just think you'd go as like Roberta or something, but no, Rowena, you know, I just, it's at the time it's like what felt right. I mean, you clearly go I was out right. of my head. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure why they allowed me to do it. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, how, how, did just you, how, how expensive like, was this? You know, it costs like 40 grand. That's a lot of money, Rob. You just bought a house. You know, we made a lot of money off the sale of our last I house. I guess it's just so. been kind of floating around. What did your wife have to say about oh, this procedure? She was really pissed. You didn't even like tell her you were going to do it? Well, I mean, I kind of did. You just came home and were I, like, surprise. I, I alluded to it. You kept trying to drop hands, right? Well, I asked her if she ever had any lesbian tendencies. <laughs> she and took she that said the wrong no. Way. And you're like, um, you will? Or what? Like, what did you say? She said no. And I was just like, well, okay. And then, then I just, I was just like, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And then, what, tw- 12 hours later? Yeah. Actually, it took, yeah, it was like overnight. She was like really upset. And then she saw me. Yeah. What was her reaction? Um, She just started again. crying uncontrollably. Yeah, I I can imagine. Um, she, she first of all, you? well, first she thought I was a joke, right? Like you come up on, and were you wearing makeup and stuff? Well, you know, I was, but I was, you know, I was classy with it. I didn't go <laughs> overboard. You weren't all like, no, I didn't go like ho with it. This was like your theme song. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> I hate this I come song. In, come in the door to this song. <laughs> I, I liked it for that one day because I was a girl, but now I hate it. Yeah, you thought you were you were like, man, I really do feel like a woman. Yeah, or I did. I did. But the weird thing was, is like that night, the very first night, I was just like, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> oh, a so you terrible, instantly had terrible regrets. mistake. So was everyone like? <laughs> no. Okay, maybe one person said this. It would have been my reaction. Be like, Rob looks like a lady. But Did you shave I didn't off shave your beard? My, no, that's because I didn't shave my beard. You were like the freaking bearded lady in the circus. You know what? It felt good. Well, I'm not going to lie. Mean, okay. It felt good, but I got over I mean, it like, judge, really quick. Can't judge. I mean, you know, people got to do what they got to do. Yeah, I, I got over it real quick. So I went back to the surgeon and I just returned it. Did you get your surgery done at Nordstrom? I did. I did not know they were doing that. Actually, now. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but I knew that if I went back to the original surgeons, 
um, they would make me pay again. So yeah. I just returned the sex change to Nordstrom's and they took it. Right. They, that's what I meant. Like and then went, they performed the operation on me again to turn me man, back into a dude. That is customer service. It's an it, dude. Nordstrom's is the shit. So did you get your original? Um, yeah. They, they twig and berries back. Yeah. You know, ironic. Well, I don't know about you ironically, know, the old, but they the gave it Frankfurter. <laughs> they gave it to me in a glass jar. Ew. Yeah. Like in pickle juice. Um, no, there was, you Pickle know, brine. No, it was just, there was no liquid. It was just in there. Ew. Yeah. They weren't even like trying to keep it fresh or anything. Uh, well, I don't know I, why they would have done that in the first place. Why would they be trying to keep it fresh? Well, in the I first guess, place? I guess most people who do it, get them bronzed so they can wow. like display them. Really? Yeah. On the wall, like kind of like know, a either stuffed... around their neck or oh, wow. on the pedestal in their house is like I'd, art. I'd go with the pedestal personally. <laughs> And and so Rowena kind of is she no longer oh. there? Or? Oh well, you know, there's always a little Rowena. She's sassy. Yeah, I guess I'll have to look she out for to, Rowena. Yeah, you better. <laughs> She'll break your heart. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great weekend story, Rob. It was. It was a really interesting weekend. She's still a little Betsy's still a little pissed off at me, but. Yeah, no, she'll I think, get over it. I think she, this is not the least she of your was, antics. She was mostly pissed off because Rowena and Betsy really started to bond at so the she, end of that oh, first day. So she kind of became friends, and now that she wanted this yeah. to kind of blossom into some friendship that would be right. She was she was a little upset that I went back, but it, it's kind of like you killed her friend, kind of. But her friend killed her husband. But she still lives inside. <laughs> what I really learned, the most important thing I learned is I don't have to go through all that surgery. Uh, I can be Rowena anytime I want. Yeah, I guess that's a good... I don't mean to laugh. It's it's sweet. Yeah. But, wow, this is different. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, well, learn, you, know, those, you learn something new every day. Uh, you, know, the, you know, Britney Spears had a quickie marriage of like 24 hours and... Yeah. And who else? Uh, Jessica Simpson or one of Kim those Kardashian. people. Kim Kardashian did a seventy-two hour one. Yeah, that was and, pretty good. Uh, you know, you were dedicated to your uh, your really, operation for all really like a whole forty-eight hours for like forty-eight hours. Yeah, and pretty then it, good. And then it just like left. It was like I like know, how you like you don't anymore. you don't let a logical thinking process get in your way of getting things done. You know what? My philosophy in life is just do it. Like it feels good, do it. So this was like a consequences Nike be damned. Yeah, this was like a Nike. Not anymore. Sex Nike change. doesn't still say just do it. What do, do they, they say now? I don't know. Yeah, it's a lifelong me. thing. Yeah. Well, well congratulations on um, discovering and then yeah, undiscovering the three, or the rediscovering three sixty. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all for this week, ladies and gentlemen. With a really weird podcast. That one episode. was one of the stranger ones. Yeah. <laughs> So check back with us next week. We will be coming back to you live from uh, the zoo. Sure. Or Sounds like good. maybe in the sewers. Uh, what are we, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, I mean, I wish. Or maybe we'll be at like a pizza place. Well, that's still kind of Ninja Turtle-ish. Yeah. Or maybe we'll Get be. Get your head out of the Ninja Turtles. There was a new trailer that just came out. So oh, okay. I'm all excited now. Yeah, well, I'm not. It's a Michael Bay movie. It's I'm going. Suck. It's going to suck, but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. We will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Rob podcast. This is Mike wishing you a bye bye. A bye bye. <laughs>